107.72 GO's Sarah and Patty Podcast. Hello, it's producer Alan, and this is the Sarah and Patty Podcast. In this edition, we read another TJ Snap poll and asked if people are on welfare payments, should they be drug tested? Let us know what you think now on the TJ Facebook page. We spoke with Eddie McGuire and looked at his extraordinary life part two. Plus, Prince William and Princess Kate are expecting their third child. We asked, when is your brother stood in the way? Sarah and Patty's Snap Poll. Yeah, medical professionals have warned that the federal government's plan to drug test people on welfare could increase crime. Now, if passed by Parliament, 5,000 new welfare recipients across the three sites, Mandura in WA, Logan in Queensland and Canterbury-Banks down in New South Wales will be tested in January next year. And if the recipients test positive for drugs, 80% of their payments will be put onto a cashless debit card. So we thought today, let's ask the question, what do you think about this? Will it shift the problem elsewhere? Are you miffed because you have to be tested for your work? So mm-hmm. why shouldn't they? I yeah. mean, we thought we'd just see what everyone thinks. Yeah, Mark from Buff Point. Hey, Mark. G'day, Mark. Yeah, good, buddy. Your thoughts on this testing? What are your thoughts? Um, my my thoughts are um, I'm fine with it. I, I, I believe it should be done, but um, I also believe that um, prior to me uh, doing any testing, uh, I agree that uh, everyone else who's uh, working at that place should be tested as well. Oh, so you think if it's good for the recipients, it's good for the employees? Yes. Yeah, well, well, well a lot of workplaces that have... Goes, that goes all the way up the chain to uh, the federal government. So a lot of workplaces have a, 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 a law about yeah. how you can manage alcohol. Some places allow a drink at lunchtime. Some people don't. You've got to be tested using heavy machinery. There was that school of thought that some of the workers are made to adhere to a, a code with drinking, but the CEOs of the places can go on a long lunch and then t- come back to work. So put yeah, it across so the board. You're saying if they're going to test you, you want everyone else tested. Um, yeah, I just believe that um, that it's like uh, any workplace you go to nowadays. If you, I'm drug tested um, with every site that I go onto, mm. and I I uh, have asked every other time, um, is the guy testing me being drug tested um, in regards to um, um, him being in a a state? Yeah, a fit state. And what's of the mind? answer that you get when you ask that question? Well, sometimes they um, can supply a, um, uh, a a report to say that the bloke has been drug tested. Mm. Other times he hasn't, and other times I've also um, asked for it to be uh, brought in at uh, safety meetings as well. You know, so I, I really believe that that if you're going to drug test me, I want to make sure that everyone who's drug testing me. Is clear and clear as well. Yeah, good point. Mark, thank you very much for Thanks the call. For that, Mark. Thanks for having your say in the snap poll. Thank you. See ya. Cheers, Mark. Well, they do that with uh, all, a lot of sports now as well. Yeah, for um, sure. And we have got Vicky from Curranbong. Hey, Vicky, what about you? What do you think in the snap poll today? I think it's ridiculous. We're not addressing the issue. All we're doing is putting a band aid over the problem. The, we probably need to address the facilities that people can access to treat their drug addiction. So then that's another point. Once all these people have been tested and you find that a certain amount of them are affected, where do they go? Do we have the facilities? Can they get into some kind of um, alcohol, sorry, drug program? Is there going to be enough of those? There isn't now, Sarah. There is not enough facilities now. And like a lot of families, we've been affected by drugs and we still are to this day. 
Yeah, well, the medical professionals have warned that the uh, the plan to drug test people could increase we'll, crime. We'll shift the problem elsewhere. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so well, much. Who do we come back to? Do we go back to the government and say, hey, because, you know, you've introduced all these laws where people now can't get cash, mm. but they've broken into my house and they've stolen X, Y and Z. Yeah. What yeah. do we do? Our insurance premiums will rise, so we're being penalised for somebody else's, yeah. i.e. the government not addressing the actual issue. Yeah, the issue is huge. You go, it's, ha- massive. it's massive. And if we don't have the facilities now, Vicky's concern is we won't have it if they start doing more testing. Thank you, Vicky. Thanks, Vic. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah, have your say on 2GO's Facebook page as well. Thanks for your mm. comment. Yeah, it really is And as we mentioned, everybody's in the running on the standby list for the uh, the experience, which is going to be so special. Yeah, the Lionel Richie experience. Just minus Lionel. Minus Lionel now. It will be uh, till next year. If you dates. haven't heard, he's changed his dates and nothing wrong with changing your dates. Still but, coming. Oh, yeah, he's still coming. On in, that's so we thought, well, well, let's still have the pamper. Let's still have the limo ride. Experience. The let's still have the night out. A sure. CD from Lionel Richie. Well, we're going to put uh, Vinyl Sitchi. Uh, the, um, he's the other guy. I don't think we're doing that. We're not doing it's that? It's a flash night. Oh, disappointing. He's going to go sleazy, prancing with no feelings and jello. Sarah and Patty's Extraordinary Lives. Eddie was hosting Who Wants to Be a Millionaire since 1999. When the kids were at school, were you ever asked by the school <laughs> to host a trivia night? <laughs> <laughs> did, did that ever happen? Well, I was, in, I was into everything, uh, I can promise you. Uh, oddly enough, uh, and I was in the school play and I played a football club president. There you go. <laughs> Get out of here. Did you really? Yeah, serious? And, yeah, and uh, Ellen Hopkins, uh, the big men fly. I fitted nicely into that. I actually quite enjoyed it. It uh, came back about. Uh, little did I know that uh, 19 years later, 20 years later, I'd actually be a footy club president. So, well, there you go. Do you know, yes. the, the first time I mentioned earlier in the piece that we really didn't get any idea of what was going on south of the border regarding sport, the first time we got it at school was really David Williamson's The Club, where we got to hear, read, and do the play and, you know, the whole thing. And I was fascinated. It was like another country for we New South Welsh kids. But yeah. how how is it then? to be able to be involved in something you're so passionate about and be there at the top, be the you know, be there wheeling and dealing and making it all happen for such a huge club like you do. Is, it, is that just such a buzz? Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, it comes with the responsibilities. The, the most lonely I've ever felt in my life was the night when in front of a huge crowd at the uh, Camberwell Civic Centre in Melbourne, I became the president of the Collingwood Football Club and the club was uh, in uh, a bit of trouble at that stage and everyone's on, on stage, the other directors singing the club's song and the crowd are going nuts and I looked down at my wife and she looked up at me and I'm 32 and I thought, if this doesn't work, I could actually end the Collingwood Football Club. <laughs> and, uh, suddenly all the pressure and all that came down upon it me. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's the old thing. It's, uh, a lot of people like to call, as I, I describe it, like to carry the, the, uh, the business card of life but don't want to do the job. And the responsibilities are onerous. And uh, when you step up and you're the person, you've got to make it work. So, you know, it is great to be in there and it is great to, uh, you know, be doing the job. But it does come with the responsibilities. And that's what uh, weighs on uh, people in these roles. I mean, for the Collingwood Football Club, which, by the way, the club was based on, you know, it, it means so much to people. It's not mm. just a football club. It's a way of life. It's their being. It's, it's their religion, connection back to it? their parents. It yeah. is. It's, yeah. It is a modern-day religion. It's the thing that they put their trust in. So you want to make sure you do it right. And uh, But that's the pressure. 
The upside is, when you get it right, it is it's the most amazing thing. When we were winning the Premiership in 2010 and on that roll, oh. there's nothing like it on earth when you've got 100,000 like-minded people just going and urging the players on and being part of something special. It takes you outside yourself. And then, of course, uh, we're able to manifest their homeless uh, campaign through Collingwood where every night uh, 300 people are living in our houses and 3,000 meals a week are going to people who are down on their luck. And, you know, you're able to, uh, you know, promulgate an ideal rather than just turn up for a game of footy. And, uh, you know, Collingwood stands for a lot more than just a game of footy these days, and it's been a pleasure to be part of that history. And speaking of responsibilities, did you enjoy your time as CEO of the Nine Network? Yeah, it is. This gets written up upside down, and we, we did a, a lot of uh, big things there. We And I came into the role. We were going to produce a lot more, unfortunately, when the sale went through, which we sold uh, Channel 9 for $5.5 billion dollars. James Packer just uh, made any other business deal in the media look like sideshow time, and then Kerry Stokes was able to come off the back of that and do a similar deal with Channel 7. So they were, they were amazing days for both uh, Kerry Stokes and for James Packer. When you look at uh, what uh, Channel 10 got sold for the other mm. day, I think it was uh, $200 million, but with the debt stripped out, it was probably $80 million. It's a long way short of $5.5 billion. But, I mean, there was other things involved in that, of course. But we were able to uh, rejuvenate Australian drama in a lot of ways. We did uh, Underbelly which uh, really kick-started a new generation of Australian drama. And, uh, you know, we were able to get the, uh, the, the London Olympic Games, which was a, a huge coup for the Nine Network, and it was a great time. There's a lot of great things happening there. Yeah, we'll continue our chat with uh, Eddie Maguire on Extraordinary Lives tomorrow and famous people Eddie has come in contact with. Oh, the list would be long. Yes, it is. Look, good news this morning. Thankfully. Yeah, really, really good news this morning because it's come out that, you know... William and Kate are expecting a third child. Yay! So they've already got beautiful baby George and little Charlotte. Oh, they're so gorgeous, yeah. those kids. So, and now they're expecting oh, another you know one. What? Oh, you know, sometimes they say, I looked at the, um, I was reading something yesterday. Oh, what will, uh, what was it? Uh, what will little, what's his name, George? What will he have for lunch at school? Oh, for God's sake. I'm Come interested. On. Oh, there we go. I want to know. There we go. I don't mind knowing there that. There we go. There I we like go. the little bubbers. I love seeing them. Yeah, so I know. Cute. Yeah, it's good. But uh, are you interested? Well, I want to know what he eats. Oh, there we go. So <laughs> 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 the third child, the Brent. third baby. Can you turn old um, uh, Mario Lanza off there? Oh, you don't like that. Just turn him down turn a little him bit. Turn him down. Okay. Now Prince Harry is excited about being an uncle again. He said, "Fantastic, great, very, very happy for them." And uh, the front runners for the new royal baby name are Patricia and Patty. That's uh, not true. That's actually not true. <laughs> Alice no, but, but, for hang a girl, on. Not, Arthur for a boy. We, we heard Harry saying it. He was excited. Yeah, yeah. He's bumped down a little bit. See, that's the thing. He's down to sixth now, isn't he? Yeah, well... In look, line? Yeah, at this stage now. Uh, the birth of the Duchess of Cambridge, third baby, we'll see Prince Harry become the sixth in line I for the throne. I don't think he cares. No, I don't think he cares. But, you know, at one stage you could have thought, oh, when there was just me and uh, Will, me and Will, every chance, you know, if Will says, ah, oh, couldn't be bothered, uh, here you go, Harry, you can become king. <laughs> um, that's how they say it, actually. Yeah. That's exactly oh, how they say it. Couldn't be bothered. Couldn't be bothered. Uh, how about you do it? And uh, I'll live a life But uh, he didn't, of he, Riley. look, he wasn't born first, so no. therefore he's never expected that. No. But his brother is standing in the way. Of course. His brother just got right in the way there. Mm -hmm. And then having Mm -hmm. more children is making it further down the line. Mm -hmm. If he was the type to care, Mm -hmm. you could understand a little bit of the green-eyed monster. Coming out, of course. He's not the type to care, but imagine if he was. He was. Anyway. When um, has your brother ever stood in your way? There could have been something. There could have been a girl when you were What about your poor brother? Uh, Which one? Well, talk David, for example. David, Mick, 
Johnny oh. and Barry. Which ones aren't talking to you right now? All of them. Okay. <laughs> Didn't we swap brothers? Yeah. You wanted my brother and I said I'll have your brother. And I brother. gave you David because David's a bit loopy. So, anyway. you, you lucked in. You got Dan. He's yeah, good. Yeah. Anyhow. Anyway. Did they stand in your way? Did you have a girlfriend and then you stole <sighs> No, her? no, because they were a bit older than me. Right. Uh, maybe they would have stood. Like, i tell you what, David was a pain. He stood in my way every time we had breakfast. I'd put up the big Kellogg's um, <laughs> cereal box so I didn't have to see him. <laughs> and I did when we'd build a wall when we'd have breakfast when we were kids. So, did he get more pocket money than you? Oh, no, I think he, he was got Was he the, the one that was more favourable with the parents? Were you the naughty look, boy? They would say I was because I was the youngest, but I reckon... So um, does, if we rang David, would he say that you stood in his way? Probably. In probably. the same way that William mm-hmm. is in Harry's way? Mm-hmm, probably, because they reckon I was spoilt. Oh, oh can we all. imagine him being spoiled? No, <laughs> not, not at all. all. But your brother may have stood in your way. Could have been with a girlfriend. Oh, see, my brother could have been lovely. for a job. He's a baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's big hairy and got his own fifty-nine kids now, but yeah. he's still my baby. Yeah. Has he stood in the way? What if you're a twin? Yes. Oh. Yes. Honestly, oh. has your brother stood in your way with anything? Give us a call <laughs> on the Stood In Your Way hotline. four three two four double four double four. We've got Mark from Springfield. Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. How are you? Yeah, good, good buddy. buddy. Tell us about your brother. No, it's a bit of both. I don't know what Harry's bitching about. I've stood 60 life to train for the last 15 years because I've got four sisters and a brother. I was always at the back. <laughs> <laughs> and then... And then I've had to stand behind my brother my whole life because I'm six two and he's six five. Oh, oh, don't you hate that? So he's taller than you as well. Oh, oh no! Oh. oh, listen, message to Harry. You got nothing to whinge yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, stop bitching, Harry, and get on with it. <laughs> okay, Mark. Thank you, mate. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark. See, buddy. Yeah, oh. you got to get it off your chest of as you well. Do. We've got Cheryl from Bad Bay. Cheryl, did your brother stand in your way? Yeah, I have a twin brother, Uh-oh. and uh, I'm five minutes older than him, and he wanted to have all his friends coming over for football, and then, of course, my friends wanted to come over to meet these guys playing the football, and <laughs> it was always a competition of, hold on a minute, hang on, the yeah. girls and the boys, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cheryl, I bet it was fun at your place. It was. It was like, yeah, it was just so so many girls my age, so many boys his age, and we, we set a lot of dates happening, I can tell you that. Did, uh, <laughs> was preference shown to uh, the your brother more so than you, or to you more you so than older, your brother? You were older, surely you got Five spoiled. minutes. Five minutes, yeah. And when we when we celebrated our 21st, I had to have it five minutes earlier than him. <laughs> hey, is it, is it true with twins that you can sense if something's going on, say, with your brother? Yes, you, absolutely. Is that true? I never believed it before. It is true. Um, there was a moment a couple of years ago where I went to work and I had some pains in the chest. And my brother lives in Queensland. I don't hear a lot from him. And I rang mum that night and said, wasn't feeling well. And she said, your brother's in hospital with some chest pains and it's a heart issue. Oh, my gosh. I I rang him that night and had a chat to him. And it is true. All of it is true. Wow. Cheryl, thank you so much for calling. Thank you. Thank you. Don't forget, um, for everyone who calls to you, go into the draw. Still doing the Lionel Richie experience. Well, it's a a very special weekend. We thought, let's just still do that. Still do it. Minus Lionel Richie. Lionel's not there. Yeah, Um, Hey, how are you, Mark? G'day, mate. Good guys, so yeah, we're, good we're, mate. We're talking about Harry. He's moved down the line a little yeah, bit now with the now. new baby on the way. Once Wills, was number two. Wills and Kate. What about you? Is your brother stood in the way? 
Uh, look, he's the golden child. He was the first born. He's uh, even the executor on the will, so he gets his hands on the money. <laughs> so, I don't know what Carol's blowing about. Her brother being five seconds behind, he'd be called after birth, wouldn't he? Now, <clears throat> thank you for having your say, Mark, and it's nice to know that you've got a great attitude about life. <laughs> yeah, he's dirty that he's not on the executor. Anyway, all right, thank you for that, Mark. Cheers. Uh, we can You can continue oh. having your say because we'll make, look at this last call. Of course. When your brother has stood in your way. Yeah, four three two four double four double four. This has been the Sarah and Patty Podcast. Have them for breakfast weekdays from five on 107.7 2GO.